Welcome to another practice together. I feel like I definitely need it. I feel like I've been surfing and riding the waves, handling lots of things since I woke up this morning. In our last session, we talked about the three categories and we started discussing or we did discuss category one of the guidelines to live a simple peaceful existence grounded in beingness and not not overtaken by drama and problems and problem focus and in today's session we're going to talk about guideline or category number two and what these guidelines do is teach us the basic principles of how we interact or how we respond i don't want to use the word react because there's not a lot of control in a reaction but there is control in a response because there's a pause there and then you are deciding how to respond if you don't have the first category under your belt mental and emotional mastery positive supportive thoughts only as well as keeping that emotional garbage can empty when the emotions start to come up to the surface you're going to be in a reactive state if that garbage can isn't kept clear and empty and you're not dealing with the the yuck, you're not sitting with the yuck, accepting the yuck, facing the yuck, you're going to be reactive because you're in a state of pain. You walk around in a state of pain and when something happens, you're already in that agitated, irritated state of being. And when life happens or something happens that the mind does not like or enjoy, you're going to react with, with no control over what you're saying or doing. It's just happening. But if you've got category number one, you're really practicing that and really paying attention. It is my mind, is my pet on my leash. It, is it being supportive and positive when it's talking in my head? Is it supporting me? Is it supporting peace? Is it, if so, wonderful. I'm doing a good job of keeping it pointed in the right direction or giving it that ho'oponopono phrase to say. Two, am I, when the yuck's coming to the surface and I'm feeling that yucky feeling in my body, am I letting it come out of my body and expand in the space around me? Let it take up as much room as it needs. 
and sit with it and accept it as it dissolves, telling it that I don't thank you, but you're not protecting me. You're actually keeping me held in old behavioral patterns. Those memories aren't serving me. The story isn't serving me. All the story or the memory is doing is upsetting and keeping that emotional garbage can full of yuck. So I have to, I have to divorce the story. Yes, it happened, but it doesn't have to be my present and it doesn't have to be my future unless I hold on to it. And then I'm probably going to have something that will support that story and I really don't want that. I don't need it because I want peace. So category number two then, moving on in our practice, is meeting in the middle, which means balance and equality with everything that we interact with. People, work, money, everything has an in and an out, a give and a take, everything. And it's in this category that it's very important if we want to stay in balance and equality with all things. And we are responsible for maintaining that balance. Everything is always in flux. Everything is always kind of moving. And we're up there on the surface in the water, grounded in our peace. But everything's kind of moving. And so it's kind of like being in a boat on top of the water. You know, your boat is, is anchored to peace because you're doing category one, mental and emotional mastery. So your anchor's down, you're grounded there. But you're in that boat and you know, if you stand up on a boat, you gotta, if you're gonna move, especially in a small boat, you got to kind of walk down the center of it, or if someone else is in the boat, you've got to counteract their weight. So, or you tump over, and now you're in the drama. Now you're in the waves. Now you're being beat up by everybody else's problems. So you're, as you're in life, doing life while grounded in your peace, while being in control of your mind, while keeping your emotional body, your emotional garbage can empty as things come to the surface. You're also going out there and doing life and having to maintain or monitor for balance. 
If you don't, if you start doing those over behaviors, you become out of balance and now your life of peace is over for that moment until you restore the balance. Over giving, over doing, over pleasing, over sharing, over spending, over eating, over drinking. You get it. All of those things throw us out of our boat and into the waters on the surface. So we need to stay in the boat. To be able to be in a life of chaos, surrounded by chaos, but untouched by that chaos, we have to maintain the balance in the boat, which is category number two. Category number one, I would say that's, that's creating your anchor. That's the basic foundation of what has to be in place before you can put that boat out there in real life on the surface and not be beat to death by constant the constant instability that lives there. So you have to have that anchor. Your mind has to be positive and supportive of you. It cannot be criticizing you. It cannot be attacking you. It cannot be saying, you know, using any kind of phrases or words that tear you down or, or compare you to others or make you better than and them less than or you less than and them better. It, that's not positive or supportive. Therefore, your anchor's not in place. So in category two, we're, we're now entering the boat phase. Our anchor's in place. And now we're in the boat, but we're still, we're still at risk because we are surrounded by other minds, other people. We're still at risk for losing our peace, our dry place, our peaceful place, and being touched by all the drama of others. One thing we do in our over behaviors is we see others struggling around us while we, we've been cultivating our peace, we've been working on our mind, we've been working on our emotions, we've been doing our work, we may be even working on our balance, but we have a tendency when we see someone else who's not been doing that, but we know needs to do that because we can see that now, we can see why they're having so many problems, we can see why they're struggling Instead of keeping the balance in our boat and observing what they're going through and just throwing out maybe kindness or some life preserver of kindness that they can either take or leave. If they take it, you know, you can kind of pull them closer to you, but 
if they get in your boat, it's going to probably tump over. Or you're going to have to main, really work harder to maintain your balance. They What they need is their own boat. So that's one of our tendencies when we go out there is we know why they're struggling, so we want to save them from that struggle. And we end up tipping our boat over or jumping out and swimming after them, and then they they stand on us <laughs> so that they can get some air and get some relief and use our energy. So we really have to look at all those behaviors that we do that create imbalance in our life and start the practice of saying whoa 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 why am i why am i doing that again and is there yuck coming up when i know i sh- if i do that that's going to throw me off balance but yet I feel this terror not to do it. I'm really scared not to do it. Well, let me look at that. That's yuck in your garbage can. Now you got to go back to your anchor and say, oh my, I've got some something here that needs to be released. If you don't release the yuck in the emotional body, it's going to control the behavior. And even though you're aware you shouldn't be doing that overbehavior, you do it anyway because you're controlled by an old pain the yuck in the garbage can you're being your behaviors are being fueled by that which is why that's that's pretty much your foundation you have to to get your power back of choice of consciousness you have to do the work to face the yuck and dissolve it as it comes up And it's not constantly coming up, but things in life will trigger that yuck to come up. And you have to notice it and not run from it, not suppress it, not ignore it, not deny it. Oh, no, I'm fine. No. You're pretending to be fine. There's yuck right there, right up under you that needs, it's not a big deal that you got that yuck there. It's not a big deal. It doesn't mean anything about you. (laughs) It means a lot about the mind that created that yuck, which we know it's nature, and it does it in all of us when it's in control. It, It just stores all kinds of toxic things and stimulates toxic behaviors because that's what it does so none of us are above that or better than that like we all have a mind and at some point in time that mind has overpowered and taken control and caused a mess and stored some pain in you that's for all of us That's what we are experiencing. So it's okay that the yuck is in there. But it's what you do with it. 
the conscious choice to let it come out. Let it be there. Let it take up and expand and take up as much space as it needs. I'm sorry, I'm sitting in a squeaky chair. I usually sit in a little hammock um, swing, but the sun is shining on it and it's too hot. So the chair I'm in is squeaks. <laughs> so that's what you're hearing. So in in that category number two, as well as the over behaviors, you have to watch also for which it's a form of over behavior, but control. Your mind needing to control everything. Well, this is what it was supposed to be like, and this is how it's supposed to be. Well, that's not how it is. And come to acceptance of that. Or your, your mind will cause you to jump out of the boat and start chasing and trying to make whatever it doesn't like to be different or to change in some way or to... And now your peace is gone. Now you've, you're out of your boat. You can forget trying to keep things in balance. You're way out of balance. You've lost contact with your boat that was connected to your anchor, which is your being in control of your mind and keeping your emotional body empty of trash. So you're not even connected now. You're not connected to the truth of you, your true nature. You're totally consumed by a out-of-control, egoic mind that has convinced you that this is life or death and it has to be this way or that way. So now you're going against your true nature. You're disconnecting from your true nature, which is acceptance, allowing nature to be how it is. We do this when nature starts to happen to our physical bodies. You know, these every form that arises in, in the physical world what goes up must come down. The soul that occupies the form, the, the, the true nature of you doesn't do that. It's not form. It's formless. So it's always there. It's always the same. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Is formless. What you are, your consciousness, the observer of you, never changes ever. You're just there. 
So your, your true nature is eternal. And the true nature of forms, which your physical body is a form, is to come in and go out. To rise up, to fall back down. To be there, then to not be there. That's just the true nature of the form, rise and fall. form that comes out of the formless is going to rise and fall. The physical body is a form that came out of the formless. So the true nature of that form or the physical body is to rise, to be born, and then to start its seasons of life and then to start to decline and fall. And when you accept the true nature of the form and understand it and embrace it, you can begin to see and appreciate the beauty of it as it's happening. You can do that from your true nature, but you cannot do that from your mind. If you are possessed by your mind, and the mind realizes that there's a new wrinkle in the mirror when you wake up that morning, it's going to jump out of that boat and start chasing some way to stop this thing. Stop what is happening to the to the form the form is starting to recede it's changing in a way that i don't want it to change i don't like this change the mind says and now comes the fighting and the resisting of of its true nature <laughs> it's the nature of the form the mind doesn't like that because it has an identity of, of maybe it attached to the identity of youth, being in a youthful body, which is why attaching, allowing our mind to attach to anything, causes a lot of suffering. Because when it attaches, it needs things to be a certain way. And a, a form, and the body is one of the forms, it's not going to be a certain way forever. It's, it rises and falls. It's just what it's going to do. Does your mind like it? No. But if your mind is not no longer in, in charge and dragging you around and making you jump out of your peaceful boat, you can sit there then and start to appreciate the beauty of forms, including the, the beauty of how nature does that, how nature is constantly changing.
the the show. You can sit back and enjoy the show without being attached to, yeah, but that that body represents youth and that's how I get this and that and my love and da 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 da. All of that's a story, a drama, and irrelevant to what you are, which is formless. It is the thing under the surface of the water in stillness, in peace, observing the surface life. The word appreciating has been coming up a lot for me and to me to appreciate something is to soak in every detail of it to give it your full attention and to direct your mind to it and allow your mind to just contemplate it deeply in a state of wonder Oh, look at that. Really look at that. Really take it in, drink it in, soak it in. And to me, that's appreciating something. That's actually being with something. Truly being. You're practicing your true nature of being. But you're also being with a form around you. Soaking it in, taking it in, feeling every aspect of it. And that's where the ordinary becomes extraordinary. Now you can dive into the world of being in a way that you, you couldn't do when you were lost with your mind. Now ordinary life becomes extraordinary. You're truly being with life and and nature is one of the best ways to do that go be with anything out in nature and just drink it in soak it in soak in every just take in every inch of it every aspect of it look at it from every angle and let your mind ponder it you have a mind and it's always attached to you where consciousness comes in is when you're in control of that mind and you tell it what to focus on and what to think on. And so you're pointing that mind in the direction of soaking in something. And to me, that is a... It's not about what that thing is doing for you. It's not about a selfless or a selfish motive of, of, you know, people use the word gratitude. And to me, gratitude points to 
oh, I'm so grateful that this is here doing this for me and that for me. And I'm so grateful that I have this or, or this is in my life or that is in my life. That feels like it comes from a selfish mind where appreciation is, I don't need to own you or possess you or have to have this or that. I'm just noticing you or I'm noticing that form or this form. I'm noticing it. I'm being with it. I'm giving it full attention and I'm just taking every ounce of it in. That is appreciation. And that is the door that the magic of life comes through. Now everything is a wondrous form. It's like, wow. Like I'm really taking in what is happening here. Then that's how the experience of living peaceful stillness becomes more and more rich is through that appreciation. Which you cannot do when the mind is in charge. The most you can do is say, okay, well, I'm, I'm grateful for this and I'm grateful for that. And have a gratitude journal, which if that's your practice and that helps you, then go for it. In, in my perception, the word gratitude just feels like a counterfeit for true appreciation, a, a more selfish version where appreciation just feels like, I don't need anything from you. I just see this thing. I just see it, and I'm just taking it all in. Wow, how amazing, how incredible how did that come to be? Like, how did that form come up? Like, how is that? Wow, isn't that fascinating? And you let your mind play with that. You give your mind something very pure to play with. And now that pet on the end of the leash is, is less and less anxious, less and less neurotic, less and less chaotic and more positive and more supportive. So in category two, remember we want to watch our over behaviors and our controlling behaviors. And we want to keep the balance with all things. And sometimes we have to match the energy. If something's not, no matter what we, we do, it's just not reciprocating or giving back, we, we have to then correct the energy imbalance and, and calm, tone our energy back, tone our energy down, take our mind off of that thing or topic to correct that balance. 
So there's more conversations around this. This is basically just giving you an overview of how we are doing this life. <laughs> what we need to know, the guidelines we need to know to practice conscious living, living grounded to peace, holding our balance in a very chaotic and reactive surface world of form. And the thing is, all these, most of these forms have a de depth to them. They have truth in them. But that's not what is in control of them yet. But all we can do is our, our part from where we are in the ocean. The drop we are in the one In session nine, we'll talk about category three, the next guideline, and that's openness, honesty, and respect. It's all about expressing truth and living as truthful and authentically as we can. I'll see you on the next one.